G'day, it's James Baldwin here welcoming you to another episode of Oz F1, Australia's favourite Formula One podcast as we recap the Singapore Grand Prix. And in the studio with me, as always, are my friends and yours are two Thomases, Tommy T. Hello to you, mate. Hello, boys. And thomasjcamp.com.au. How are you, buddy? Fellas, how are we? We are living the dream. We, we are. We're recovering from a Singapore Grand Prix. Ooh. And... I'll tell you what, it was a bit of a struggle this time around. Wasn't I don't it? like the humidity. Yeah, I mean, we feel like we've got the humidity, even though we're definitely not. I turned up my heater last night just to kind of emulate the situation. <laughs> Put more jumpers on. <laughs> I really feel like I'm there. <laughs> Sounds like Lewis. Complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boys, look, it was it was a bloody good race. Daniel Ricciardo had an incredible time, then he didn't have an incredible time. <laughs> so it was a really great race, and then it wasn't a great race. Yeah, uh, very quickly, but all of that to come. Campy, yes. Before, can we just rage on the FIA stewards here? All right. <sighs> so Danny Rick gets disqualified from qualifying mm. because his ECU unit over revved for one microsecond. So we're talking about zero point zero 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 one of a second. So they completely disqualified him. And it only happened because he hit a curve and something happened to the ECU in that movement. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even his fastest time. Can we... Just remove the stewards completely and put oh. Jackie Stewart as the only steward? Yes, please. Yep. Okay, good. All, we, all in favour? Can we sort this out? We finally got yeah. some like some decent decisions being made on track. Yep. And then this technical regulation comes in. I get it, but let's get some consistency. The, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like, he didn't intentionally do anything wrong. It was an unfortunate thing that happened during the race. It wasn't a setting that he chose. It was during Q1 on yeah. his worst lap. Yeah. So disqualify that lap. That's fine. Let him keep going. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. That time is not allowed. So much as if you cut the corner, yeah. you don't – that time exactly. isn't counted towards anything. Yeah, it seems drastic for what it was. Yep. I, I completely agree. complained about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we actually get to the race itself, gents, let's talk about some stuff off track because we've got a bit of news from the paddock and some driver lineups that are confirmed. Tommy, fill us in on your favourite team. Uh, my formerly favourite team. <laughs> Great livery, by the way. Ugh, ridiculous. So we didn't even get a new livery. We're talking which about Haas, by the way, if, you, if, if you you're don't wondering. Know. <laughs> They've lost their major sponsor. They were supposed to have a new livery. They basically just painted over it with black paint. Alleged major sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> So the news from the paddock was that they've resigned both of their idiotic drivers for next season. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I don't Huge know. surprise to everyone, wasn't it, that Grosjean got re-signed. Everyone thought that Hulkenberg was heading to Haas. Like that yep. was pretty much a guarantee. Even the, the previous weekend, Nico's like, look, my future's in my hands. You know, there are options. This weekend yeah. after the announcement, He's, he was sort of like, well, the future's kind of out of my hands now. So yeah. I don't think we're going to see Hulkenberg around next year. No, I don't think so. They're talking about him potentially to Alpha, but that's probably his last chance. But, the, I mean... All right, so Giovinazzi doesn't get a drive. Yep. Or do they replace him with Kimi? As in you put or, Kimi... No, they nah, Kimi's still Kimi's signed. Nico oh, is, yeah. Kimi's under contract. So Gio goes. Yeah. yeah. The only other place he can go is to Williams. Because they're both available. But they're not, they're not going to move. Him there, are they? I wouldn't have thought. And he doesn't want to go back there either. Sure. I think not. they're done. His, his comment was done. basically along the lines of, you know, I love Formula One, but I'm not going to just stay in Formula One to just stay in Formula One. Yeah. I.e., I'm not going to go to the back of the grid 
just to have a, a drive here. He has a lot of options the only external other, to Formula One. The only other available honest. teams is Red Bull and Toro Rosso, really, that have seats available, but I can't see it happening. Well, even Christian Horner said over the weekend that it's not going to happen. Yeah. That they're only focusing on their pool of young talent. Yeah. I mean, they've got a big enough pool now to start pulling people out of F2, F3 if they exactly. need to. And, you know, you, you look at things like Brendan Hartley get pulled out of a completely di- different race series into Formula One. He wasn't even in F2 before he yep. moved across to Toro Rosso. Yep. So there's a lot of different options for, for Red Bull to pursue. Look, Hulkenberg is one of those drivers, like Perez, although he's been signed for three years, that have just had a crack and they've missed it. And it's a shame, but realistically, it's... And I'm not I'm not sort of trying to advocate for having completely young drivers and because obviously I want Daniel Ricciardo to stay around for another 10 years and his performance on the weekend shows that he bloody well can. Hulkenberg is just doesn't have that he's not performing to a point where you can say yeah the, the guy's clearly got more talent to give if he gets to a faster car and you you don't have like ferrari or mercedes or red bull interested in hulkenberg at least they're interested in other young drivers so and, and interested in people like daniel Ricardo. so really he's he's not going anywhere but the other news was williams of course and we just mentioned that so robert kubitzer is no longer staying and campy that's a, a pretty good thing. I mean, we've been saying this since the beginning of the season that, you know, it's been, it's been bad for Robert to be in such an underperforming car considering his comeback. Yeah, it's really, it's a sad story, really. At least he got back to F1, but no one wanted to see him perform like he has. Um, but it's the right decision to make. I, I think, agree. I think, I think Williams will go with Latifi next year, I think. Yeah, and They'll I think have. Williams are getting better, to be honest. I mean, if you yep. look look at the race and even the previous weekend, they were scrapping at the back. You know, they're scrapping ahead of Haas's and everything else. So while while Hulkenberg's uh, saying, oh, I don't want to go to the back of the pack, the Haas yeah. would have been to the back of the pack anyway because they're not very good at managing anything on track at the moment, it would seem. No, Hulk's been in F1 for a long time. Ten years. Yeah, yeah. That's a, it is a very long time. And you yep. talk about having opportunities and then moving out of the way. Again, it's not necessarily for young drivers. It's just for other people to have a crack. To be honest, I'd rather see Giovinazzi stay here than Hockenberg move into move into Alpha because it, it takes a bit of time to sort your life out, really. And Giovinazzi can drive well when he's on it. And then when he crashes into Daniel Ricciardo, he becomes the most hated person on the grid. Right, okay. <laughs> but we'll get there. So that's, that's really it. We haven't heard anything else uh, team-wise, drivers-wise. Obviously, Renault now are, are, are sort of establishing themselves with Ocon, who's still sitting on the Mercedes pit wall, which is still very interesting. Apparently, they're phasing him out of uh, testing and things, and they're keeping it quite blind now. He doesn't know who he's testing for, what he's testing, just kind of get in, tell us what you think, and get out. No more information gathering. Interesting. That's – that's. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting – way to do business but as we said last time around he's still being managed by Mercedes that is really important I suppose for him in the long term for where he ends up because we might just see a Mercedes team with George Russell and Espen Ocon imagine it's going to be an interesting future doesn't look like the grid will change that much for next year either the only questionable ones Seb and we've spoken about that loads so we don't need to and after this weekend potentially the question mark doesn't necessarily sit over the top of him anymore All right, guys, let's get into recapping the race specifically. Uh, so I, I want to tell us, well, I want to ask you, tell me, what was your favourite moment of the race? Tommy T. When probably the first 15 laps when Danny Rick was on an absolute tear. He Ooh. was, I think first lap he was up two places, How was if that? not more. No, he got like three off. Weapon, on, on absolute weapon. One. He came out like a bull out of the gates. He How was, was on that, fire. How was that radio message? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's very so excited. Good. Very good. Yeah. 
It's it's good to see him back. You could hear the fire in his voice. He was ready to go and then got a bit of bad luck later, but that was awesome to see, like, old school Danny Rick breaking late, probably putting the car where it shouldn't be and making it stick. Yeah, he's definitely found his rhythm in that car and he can do the same things he was doing at Red Bull in this Renault now. So. Yeah, he's finally figured it out. Yep, which is good. Campy, yours? I think Leclerc getting under overcut. <laughs> well, said that was awesome to see. Ah, uh, yeah. Leclerc's been—he's driven really well. Yeah, really deserved to win this race again. But this is Formula One. There's not—you don't deserve anything, and nothing's nothing's written in stone. These things happen all the time. So come on, mate, you're a bit big for your boots now. Let's just take you down a peg. That whole tall poppy syndrome <laughs> coming Classic in. Classic Australia. Yeah. So yeah, it was good to see Seb get the get the victory. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm with you. I think it's it's nice to see Seb back on, on the top step of the podium. But my favourite moments in the race are like you, Tommy, just Danny Rick just doing things with in spots in the track that you go, oh, oh, uh, you are going to put a car there? Okay, yeah, okay, okay good. Cool. That's good. <laughs> it's worked, except for Giovinazzi, who just turned in on him. But that's okay. I mean, you know, I think he'd rather have done that than not done it and stayed where he was. Yeah. And that's the kind of person that he is, and that's why we love him. Who's the driver of the race, Campy? Danny Rick. Danny Rick. Danny Rick was one as well. Good. Easy question. <laughs> uh, and the best team on the day for everything, including the the, the team principal, the, the work ethic going on. I mean, I, hats off to Mercedes again for really putting it together, especially for Bottas's car. Yeah. They turned that around very quickly. That was a yeah. lot, deceivingly a lot of damage. It didn't look like it was, but it was heaps of work. Yeah. That team, like, you know, yes, we complain about Mercedes a lot, but the actual team behind the two oh, drivers they, are phenomenal. They're stars. Absolutely phenomenal. So Mercedes is for me, Tommy. Oh, I think I'm going to have to go Ferrari. I think you end up with a one-two on Why a race. Haas? Why didn't you say Haas? Uh, I okay, you Haas. Yeah, uh, no, okay. Haas. Yeah, no, Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Ferrari. You want to... Uh, Good strategy, you were saying. One, two on a race that you probably shouldn't be leading historically. Like oh, we did not expect Ferraris totally. to come out here like this. I'm going to go with McLaren. Ooh. I mean, Sainz was unlucky on that Is that because Lando Norris is your favourite driver? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh-oh. Buddy. Is he? Is he oh, getting up there? Boys, boys. Should I get you some milk? Just Campy? relax. <laughs> settle down. Have a sip of your beer. <laughs> milk. Just saying McLaren perform well. They've had two poor races for their car. In Spa and Monza. Yep. And they bounced back this weekend and they're they on the money. Felt sorry for Carlos Sainz at the very beginning. Yeah, that having was, that his was a shame. Incident. Because with Hulk? Yeah. Well, just, he was he was driving very well all weekend. You're right. Both of them were driving very well all weekend. And Lando did very well considering yep. that was his first time on the track. And I know we talk about Albon and going, oh, Albon didn't do such a good job. But we have to remember that it's his first time on that track as well. And like, that's a terrifying track, really. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it seems like less error than Monaco in a lot of places. I just want to give Zach Brown some credit at McLaren. He has taken that team from where they were five years ago to where they are now. With like, he, had, he had Jensen Button and Alonso racing in probably the worst McLaren that's ever been on track in their history. And he's really turned it around and he's got them pointing in a direction that's really yep. primed. And they're on that same level for Renault as me. This year they're a bit better. I think their car setup and their package is a, a better overall car than what Renault's is. But they're on that same trajectory to jump back into that top yep. three mould yeah. for the next two or three years. And I think it's 
I think it's, it's all exciting credit to, to Zach Brown and the direction he's taken. And getting so. rid of Alonso, yep, definitely. <laughs> you get it in there, but Man. this is. But it's funny yeah. because we you think about how poorly McLaren was doing two years ago. Same with the we've spoken about this before, like Sauber before they became Alfa Romeo, and now even Racing Point when they were Force India, like they're fighting towards the middle as well. So a lot is happening in the last sort of six months in development. Something must have clicked in somewhere that is allowing these teams to have a good crack at things. I mean, McLaren had that Honda engine when Honda first came back into yep. F1 and it was pretty rubbish and they lost that Mercedes deal, which has always been mm. – McLaren and Mercedes has always been hand in hand. So mm. for that partnership to deteriorate and then to go to where it was with Honda to bring it back up, it's uh, yeah, it's good. Well, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in 2021. I think McLaren are definitely going to be a team to watch with that sort of stuff. All right, let's talk about the race, boys. Let's let's recap the teams. Uh, we're going to start at the the bottom, which unfortunately is the uh, didn't finish section. We're going to start with George Russell, who was taken out by Grosjean on lap 34. Was, we've just been watching it before getting in, and it was not, an interesting crash. Not all Grosjean's fault. No. I think Russell was... Well, we were just saying before, it doesn't look like Russell has actually taken that corner properly and he turned back out to try and squeeze Grosjean. He left no room. If you look at his camera, Mm -hmm. uh, the front view and his his steering wheel direction right at the last minute, I think... Russell's got something to answer for there. Yep, I agree. It was, but I don't mind seeing him aggressive either. It so. was, it was funny. I was just like watching it. It's like, oh, it just kind of feels like I'm playing F1 2019. He was like that kind of crash, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> yeah. and I'm the one crashing because useless at it. But anyway, that's okay. Uh, Kubica, we were saying before that uh, he's not staying with Williams next year. The the thought process is that he's going to go to DTM. Uh, he finished in sixteenth. Like just well and truly behind the pace, especially after three safety cars. You know, it's kind of lucky that that had happened um, yep. to give him an opportunity to not be lapped. But um, he had a pretty nothing race as well. Although towards the end, to all credit to him, the the his fight with Kvyat and K Mag was actually very enticing to watch. Yep. And is that one of the best battles of the entire race was towards the very end in that battle for fourteenth, thirteenth. Really, just it was good to see. It's like and that's wish that was everywhere. That's what safety cars do. They bunch the field up, and then they sort of induce or invoke more safety cars out of it. Yeah, especially yes. on a track like Singapore yep. because it's so it's a long it's a long it's a long track. Yeah, and it's so tight, and it's sort of you know, the main the main city. I was and glad to not see a VSC. Can I just say, I'd, yeah. I'd rather a real safety car and totally. a track like this. Yep. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Danny Rick pitting <laughs> at the right time, then I just oh, wanted VSC and, just for him to come into pit. And our group chat, the whole time will be like, right, yellow flag right now. Please. It happened like a lap after oh, Danny yeah. Rick got <laughs> his punchery. We're just like, uh, what could have been? Oh, man. Anyway. But, this is, but this is the thing about Can, Danny Rick. We'll get back to him, but he's got so much more Stewart's to give. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, please do. Their reaction times to call that safety car on that initial incident Poor. It was like a lap and a half. Get your shit together. <laughs> yep. You've had Completely. a stinker this weekend, Stuart. Yeah. yeah. It's We're like they're not watching the same race as we're watching. Yeah. It's like you and me watching on with satellite and can't be watching online being delayed 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Because <laughs> I look at the text messages. Because we're ruining like, everything oh, for you before geez. it happens. And we're like, no, Daniel. And he, Daniel's still fine with Campy. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am sorry for that, Campy. I do forget. Oh, I get really. very excited. <laughs> I hope I get Foxtel, mate. <laughs> also, Foxtel sponsored the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. That would be lovely. Uh, okay. Nah, so, terrible. But look, Williams, <laughs> Williams not really doing much this weekend. I think, look, they're making, they're making headway. Yeah. Uh, and, and as yeah. I said before, they're not exactly always at the back of the pack. We end up seeing some horses towards the back of the pack. <laughs> Who we're going to talk about next? Kevin Magnuson finishing in 17th in his house and Roman Grosjean finishing in 11th after bashing his way through the field. Yeah, rubbish weekend again. Yeah, Grosjean just benefited at the end from uh, safety cars. He didn't deserve that spot. He was just lucky, really. He should have been lower down. That was both were terrible. Yeah. Just uh, no pace whatsoever. Yeah. Just yeah. they qualify semi decent, and then they just throughout the race day just slip through yeah, the field. They just got, go overtaken constantly. Got no race pace. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Cannot get those tires no, operating. They've got a quali mode, op- and that's about it. Well, they've got that Ferrari motor in there, yeah. so we know that's good. But they're rubbish. Torosso, Danny Kvyat had an interesting He's interaction back. with the torpedo. Is back, <laughs> Kimmy. <laughs> Just watching that again in slow motion, you're like, oh, really? <laughs> It was such a lame crash, and nah, just how fit. much, but how much damage Kimmy got as a result yeah. of it. Yes, it'll oh, fit. It'll fit. It was clumsy. Yeah, but the gap Fire! was. I've ruined everything. The gap was there though. Yeah, but Kimmy's not looking, is it? I mean, yeah. we've said this before. The rear vision mirror, or the wing mirrors on Formula yep. One car, is about as useful as a. Peanut. They're more useful for downforce than mirrors, really, let's be honest. Like just get rid of them. (laughs) Yeah, just then no one has any idea what's going on. And at least Vettel's got an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) He needs all the excuses he can get. I spun because I couldn't see behind me. Danny Rick doesn't use them anyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Maybe it's a payback for Kivyat for Danny Rick looked at Oh, that's the the torpedo. Let's get him. (laughs) (laughs) He just sees a red ball and wants to crash into it. He was off the pace all weekend. Yeah. Danny Kvyat. Yep. 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 And Pierre Gasly, since switching back, has been pretty good, to be honest. It wasn't that great last time out, though, was he? No. Nah. It, oh. th- it was good this time, but last time around it wasn't nah. that exciting. Head to head, I'd give it to Gasly, I think, since he's returned. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more, Kevin. The old whip. No. Nah. <laughs> the old whipping boy. I don't need remain. to say anything. Yeah, okay. All right. It's I, interesting. You were talking about um, Pierre Christian Horner. Pierre eighth, by the way. Wicked. Good yep. on you, mate. Yep. <laughs> You're driving a Behind top Lando, who you just gave year. credit to, and this is this is a good result for no, that but car. It's interesting. Yeah. That, it? It's interesting that Horner said they're only looking at their young talent pool. My honest opinion, after Albon going up, is that they should just get rid of all three of those drivers, and they need to find someone else that can push Max like Danny Rick did last year. Mm. That's what they're ultimately looking for. Mm. And Horner said that in an interview over the weekend, and none of those three are going to push. Max the way he should be pushed, like Daniel was doing. It, it last could year. be early on Albon. I think give him a little second to just no, settle. No, he was a second <laughs> off in qualifying. That is, that, I'm, I'm with you. This is not the right track. That is almost this is not the right track to compare. Level on Russell, <laughs> no. the first uh, race he had a new engine. Second race Max had a new engine. So this is the first race that have been comparable, really. And he was a second off him in qualifying. He finished six. I'll He's in honest. a top six car. That's and fine. So he should finish six. Exactly. He did his job. He Gasly, met expectations. He didn't do his Gasly job. far under ex- with, uh, far under expectation. To, to be he honest, did not push, he did not push <laughs> Max Verstappen. He was a second off, mate. That is a that is a million miles. In, in F1. In this instance, though. I don't think. On, the lo- on a very all long. All I'm trying to say is that lap. Albon, Kvyat, and Gasly are not the drivers that no, Red Bull should be looking at for their top team. The driver for Red Bull was Ricardo, and they 
didn't keep him because of some systemic problems inside the the garage. And that's that's the problem that they've got is the the culture there is, you know, you should be lucky to be part of this outfit. And those three are really plugging hard for their jobs. Look, I think Albon's the best driver out of the three of them to do the job. Sure. I don't think Kvyat has it anymore. And I don't think Gasly should be around next year. I, I would, I'd rather see Hulkenberg in Gasly's seat than Gasly. Yeah. I think since, since Gasly's gone back, it's just shown, it's brought Kvyat back to earth a little bit. Anyway, look, Singapore is, is no. also one of those tracks where it's hard to really pick anything. I mean, it's so unique. It's the, it's the Monaco. It's like, we can't, it's the fact, the fact that I'm with you, Tommy T, the fact that he finished sixth and uh, you know, you've got some kick-ass drivers and kick-ass cars ahead of you and you're hanging onto the back of that train. Yeah. Good on him. I think, we'll see, I, think, I think for the rest of this year, if he doesn't do, if he's not, I'd look, I'd like to see hang him on the podium. On. This sure. year. Hang on. Hang on. Qualifying we times we're in the 138s for the top qualifying. Their race pace for the first 16 laps are in the 149s. We're talking about 11 seconds slower around that track. Those guys, anyone could follow in those top six cars. This is like, I know they've got fuel, I know they've got tyres. No, I still like Alex Albon. Yeah, I, you're just so quick. I'm on the train. Yeah. I'm on the Albon train. Don't Jesus. care, Campy. The ignorance of humanity. <laughs> it's proving itself once again. All right, let's look at I right. hope he wins one of these races coming up and you have to shut up. No, yeah, he won't. I hope he continues to beat Max I'll after put, this race. I'll this put Max is going to. Oh. If you had 100 bucks to put on it, mate, I'm sure you would. No, no, no. Uh, let's let's shave your beard instead for it. I will shave more beard oh. if he wins a race oh, this actually, year. I don't want to see your face. <laughs> as much as I want that bet, I'm also genuinely terrified. Mate. I thought going to see it was scary, but that's a more <laughs> scary prospect. Mr. Lewis Hamilton on our podcast as well. Uh, yeah, you're funny. Hey, let's talk about Renault. Unfortunately, it's Daniel Ricciardo we're going to talk about next in 14th. He just, what a superstar, and then just didn't have it towards the end. Poor timings, we said, for safety oh, cars. Man. If it had come out a lap before, he wouldn't have had that incident. Well, we don't know, but we can imagine yeah. that he wouldn't have had that incident with Giovinazzi. Yeah. And he was staying up fighting for seventh. You know, let's, let's be honest. That's where he was projected to. But I was a bit confused at one point. I went away from the TV and came back and saw Giovinazzi leading the race. <laughs> if you yeah, just what? tuned in, you'd be like, huh? <laughs> I don't understand. Very interesting. And Danny Rick was running in third, I think, at that point, which yeah. that was exciting. Except yeah. for the fact that he hadn't pitted yet. But that's what is absolute star. Yeah. In great a car moves. that is not that great, man, he was doing some good things with it. Yeah, that's good to see. And we're talking you'll about Hockenberg. You love to see it. You well, that's it. it. It's also an entertainment factor. Like we were talking about before, when it was at the Skypad sky with Anthony Davidson, with Max Verstappen, and they were just... Like it was hilarious to see that kind of, and like Max obviously doesn't have didn't have that with Pierre and doesn't have that with Albon either. Yeah, he's clearly missed it. I Just think. the banter <laughs> yeah. was phenomenal. And was, you know, like fair play to both of them. They were like saying, Oh, well, you're pretty good through five, Daniel. Well, you're great through eight. Like yeah. there's no I don't think there's any bad feelings between them both. I think the year apart's been good for them, to be honest. He just, Daniel oh, just totally. wanted Max to crash into a few people yeah. so he could yes. <laughs> come up the field. But how can you not like the guy? Oh. The guy is just a lad. Yeah. Yeah. Total if, lad. If you don't like Danny Ricciardo, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Let's just say yeah, that. Correct. Hockenberg yeah. finishing in ninth. Uh, he had a pretty decent race this yeah. time and did some good moves on some people in the yeah. mid pack, didn't he? Well, that, that incident on lap one ultimately helped him out because he jumped on the hards 
And he just had clean, clean air to run. Yep, yep. And he was doing. He was. Yeah, you said it was the fastest lap at the beginning. of The race was him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All that was, clean air. He was running two and a half seconds quicker than the front runners in that clean air, which shows how how mm. much the the, the front runners were balking trying yep. to save their tires to make that one stop strategy work. Yep. But then he benefit, he also benefited benefited from that safe from the safety car yep. as well. Yeah. So. Well, did fair play to him. Cr- he drove cr- well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seb Vettel was pitted because Hulkenberg was entering his pit window and they were covering off Hulk. Yeah, and Verstappen. How Verstappen funny that and Hulk was yeah. did the same My thing. point is how funny that Ferrari are looking at a Renault going, ooh, maybe we should cover him off to the point where they won the race as a result of that strategy call. Yeah. It's, just, it's so funny how these things play out. Yeah. Incredibly funny. Uh, well, Cyril would have been happy with both of them finishing in the points again, but sadly not to be for Danny Rick. Uh, only two points for the team again. this weekend out. Again, Hulk got outperformed by his teammate. Yep, he did. Yep. Were, and it's sealed the deal now in terms of qualifying, oh, head-to-heads. Yeah. Well, He's not, absolutely qualifying doesn't count technically, so it doesn't. Uh, yeah, you're right. We'll do it next time around. We'll count it because in Russia. You know, we're in, in our personal record book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you just get the book out, Tommy? Yep. Thank you. Just okay. write. Yep. Uh-huh. Just write I'm using down. pen. Okay, yep. Okay, yep. good. Thank you. Yeah, Daniel. great. Fair. The best. All right, good. Thanks. That's, that's <laughs> great. Uh, let's talk about Racing Point. Lance Stroll uh, was had some interesting attempts at some moves. Didn't actually pull many of them off. He finished in 13th and the longest signed person basically in, in ever of Formula One with the stupidest <laughs> decision. Still cannot get out of the first qualifying session. Well, still can't get out of not finishing a race. <laughs> He's still not over on the side of the race. <laughs> <laughs> He's still just pulled. Lance Stroll talking about Checo here. Checo pulling off to the side, not finishing uh, yeah. the race at all. Uh, just yeah, Lance got- Stroll. I just, I'm still not sold on him. Like, surely he has to. You have to look at the talent, the pool of talent in the Mercedes Junior Driver program. There's a lot more there than Red Bull. Racing Point is a Mercedes seat. Yep. Except the fact of Stroll. No, it's well, a Lance Stroll steam. Well, that's my there's, point. There's nothing left because it's been taken up by these two. Yep. Yeah, interesting. So as a junior program, it seems very foolish to sign for three years. Yeah. Well, racing point, a, whoever knows what's going on with that team at the moment because they promise all these upgrades and then nothing happened and then they re- perform really well and then they don't and then it's just all over the place and... You know, they signed Checker for three years. I don't know how intelligent that was, but anyway, we'll, we'll move right along to McLaren. We were saying McLaren was your favourite team from the entire <laughs> yep. weekend. Campy Carlos Sainz finishing in 12th. He had a rough run at the very beginning of the uh, race with an incident with Nico Hockenberg, but man, he just, he bloody put some moves on it as well. This car, this car is very good. And as you say, kudos to Zach uh, Brown for leading the team into yeah, a good direction. Look, here. I don't think he would have got past Danny Rick on the restart. No. Um, but Danny Rick tried to t- overtake Giovinazzi. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And on cold tyres, it compromised him for the next three Restarting seven. on the hards is quite difficult, I think. Yeah, but that's what allowed Signs to get the jump on on Danny Rick. Otherwise, I don't think he would have passed him just in sheer race pace. But, yeah, they, he's had he had an unlucky weekend, but he's he's been super lucky since about round five. So it was yep. his time to sort of cop some of that. If there is a time for it. Yeah, and, that's that's very true. And, and Lando, Lando was great. Lando finished in seventh, which was incredible. Yeah, incredible he result qualified for them. Well, he yeah, that And again, in a in a track that he's never driven before, maybe the fact that he got there really early meant as in yeah. like try to acclimatize to Singapore actually did a good job for him. 
I'm, I'm over Monaco now, so he, he's. Oh, I'm okay. over it. Are you? Finally, let it go. You're warming to the young boy. Can you write that down in your book, please? Yep, just I'm, I'm be over loves it. Lando XOXO. Lo- <laughs> loves it. <laughs> loves some milk. <clears throat> if you don't get that reference, go on to Lando's Instagram page. Uh, Kevin doesn't know what Instagram is. <laughs> he's looking. What's a computer? <laughs> Internet. He just thinks we do this for the fun of it, for the three of us to talk to each other. He doesn't understand that this What's gets all these wires the and microphones for. <laughs> just so we can hear better, mate. <laughs> Obviously, uh, but McLaren doing doing incredibly well. All right, let's let's talk about Alfa Romeo Giovinazzi, who ruined Daniel Ricciardo's race. We don't like him, but he finished in tenth, scoring a point. Ended up with a penalty uh, after that incident, I believe. But didn't the, follow instructions or something. I think I heard the the biggest issue was. For Alpha was Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah, well, Kimmy was driving pretty well for most of the race as well. Yeah, but G.I. had G.I. pants him this way. Yeah, G.I. drove really well. Yeah. Um, he got lucky on the strategy, obviously. Yep. You think yep. he started in 11th? Started did on the hards, didn't he? he? Oh, started, no, that was Gasly. Did he start yeah. on le- in 11th? Um, he. Sorry. Anyway, but he drove really well. He G.I. was good. He showed some promise. He's no Kimmy, though. No. And. And a bit is this performance enough for him to stay around for another year? Oh, oh, probably. Uh, I mean, it depends. We, I think. I think Schumacher come. Mick Schumacher comes in not next year in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think this so is a seat that's being warmed for him, so he's going to just sit there waiting. Yeah. So do we? Do you keep him for another year? It's probably not a bad idea from a marketing perspective. Not yeah. just from a consistency point of view. I mean, from an Italian driver, you know, that's a it is good. whole yeah. thing, and isn't it, it is good to have an Italian driver on the grid. Yeah. Look, I think you're right, and I think often we forget that. Yeah. Because we haven't had one in a while. So. No. And not a good one in a while anyway. No. Not that I'm saying Giovinazzi is any good, but, I mean, he showed pretty, <laughs> he showed pretty good pace this time. Look, again, he led the race for six laps, so good on him for that. All right, uh, Alex Albon finishing in sixth for Red Bull, and uh, Max Verstappen was third. Oh, I was so happy. I was very happy to see Max hold off those Mercedes. Max had a good race. I'm so excited we had no Mercedes on the podium this time around. Yeah. Thank. When was the last time that happened? We had no silver arrow. I can't even remember. Germany. Well, that was everyone just crashed out. Everyone so crashed out. Sorry, yeah. I meant a proper race. Yeah, <laughs> that everyone mainly not ran a circus. in. Not, not every. <laughs> well, you not, should have said that, mate. Not the not the biggest, <laughs> which was still the best race of the year. Actually, okay, you're right, Germany. Yeah. All right, well, it's Germany. been too long then since Germany. Clearly, because I've forgotten but about it. It doesn't happen too often in this turbo hybrid era. Yeah. So we're just over Mercedes, aren't we? Well, I am. Tommy yep. is. Yeah, I'm over it. Oh, you seem to love Lewis a lot. From that time when you love Lewis, I've heard it from four different people camping that always. you love Lewis. So that's like always the driver of the day, too. Yeah, you've said that to me all the time. You're like, geez, look at Lewis's performance is fantastic. And he's so humble. Oh. Love that new haircut, too. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you do. That is a stinker, mate. That's, hey, Red Bull. That's one of the great bad haircuts. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like think Seb Vettel, Seb Vettel's last year or the year before where oh. he had that like bowl cut. You're like, what? Yeah, but he had the dirty mo there yeah. too, which was quite cool. You so. get paid a lot of money and you can't afford a hairdresser. Uh, <laughs> yes, Albon. Albon. I think he gets a pass mark for this. Nope. Yep. If, if you idea. have a top six car and you finish in six, that is a tick. Nope. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm, like, look, I think he performed... Uh, yep. Where he was supposed to be. Yep. Um, I think he listened to the team instructions. and yep. Which was make a gap for Max to come back into, yep. which he did. Yep. Perfect. Let's talk about Max. 
Yep. He would have been really frustrated this weekend, especially yep. with the lack of qualifying pace. Yeah. That's what surprised me the most about Red Bull is like, this is a Red Bull track. Everyone's yeah. coming and going, this is a Red Bull track. It seems and like the, in next minute, Ferrari of a bit more straight line speed, they've lost a bit here and Ferrari's kind of done the reverse and had a bit more. So bizarre. Yeah, very yeah, interesting. even said after um, qualifying that I was surprised by our lack of pace. Yeah. And historically, it's been a good track for them. Yeah. yeah. And historically, their last 20 laps on this track has been out of this world. You kept saying, wait for the last 15 laps. Wait yeah. for the last 15 I mean, laps. And I it, did. It, nothing it, happened. <laughs> well, that was Safety due to, cars kind yeah, of no. That was due to the front runners running 11 seconds slower than their qualifying times. And you're always going to get with high fuel loads and trying to manage race. But 11 mm. seconds slower. Oh, yeah. No one wants to see that. Well, and no. you heard him at the end yelling for uh, extra power when Lewis was hunting him down in the last couple of yeah. laps. He yeah. was, please give me more power. Like, nope, yeah. can't have it. So bizarre. It was good It was good that he got a podium. Yeah. I don't think he really deserved it, though. No. He didn't do anything wrong. I he think had a good the race. Ferraris and the Mercs were better. Well, the Ferraris and Hamilton were better than Verstappen. I think the Mercedes, it was the, uh, the strategy that let them down, to be honest. Well, let's talk about Mercedes. So mm. Valtteri Bottas finishing in fifth and Hamilton in fourth. Talk to me about the strategy, Tommy. What? What? I think they had to go mean? earlier. I think they waited too long. They tried to make those uh, those softs last way too long, mm. and they just kind of lost that window of opportunity, which Max slipped into and got third. I think that's what they had to do. Well, that it was. They ended up with too much traffic to of, get through. No, mm. because of the pace that the front runners were set, like that Leclerc was setting, it sort of binded them. Like, and it was yeah. who blinked first. And exactly. it ultimately ended up being Vettel and Verstappen that blinked first, yep. which made them positions, and Leclerc and sure. Hamilton lost out. Yep. They kept him out for another six laps. I don't think by the end of the race it really would have mattered too much, but I think what Mercedes' thoughts were was we're going to keep Lewis out, and when these guys hit traffic, yep. that's when we're going to gain back some time, and then we'll pit him then and see yeah. how we go. But by that stage, it sort of happened four or five laps too late that yep. the, that it happened. Well, you heard the call. It was just do the opposite of Leclerc. That's what they called to Lewis. Yeah, they just said they, do the opposite. But Mercedes – you've got to kind of do, to be honest. You can't just match. I should have seen the pace from everybody else when they – Oh. jumped on the hards and had clear air. They should have seen it and they yeah. should have pulled the trigger early. They could have been the first to make the move and really forced Ferrari's yeah. hand. Yeah. And as I said last week, they put pressure on Ferrari because they'd really understand where Ferrari's yeah. limits of the tyres and their degradation levels are. Sure. But that, it was a it was an interesting one just because of the pace in the first stint of the I race. Think, I think what we see is if Mercedes go first – they, they get gain pace and then we see Leclerc have to push to try and keep his lead because otherwise he's got he's got no gap. Yeah. So they'd have to really, really push the pace again from the front. And the difference between the one-stop and the two-stop strategy, the one-stop was significantly faster. So no one wanted to do that two-stop without the safety cars coming yeah. in later. Yeah. So hence why they managed the pace. I don't really like it. But it, ha- it would have been a different race if Ferrari, if Hamilton had led eight of turn one. Very so, interesting. Um, insight, yeah. Anyway, no, and before butts. Yeah, and I just, I've, it's so interesting. And again, there's tracks like this which are really interesting because they're very unique in terms of the entire calendar of events where, yeah. you know, so much you can look back in the history and go, okay, well, yeah, it's a Red Bull track. And, you know, you think back to two years ago and, you know, Red Bull sandwich with Max and, and Kimmy and Seb and that whole start, which was 
uh, to be honest, I was disappointed that nothing happened like that in life one. Cause that was like, <laughs> a, what is going on? Um, but yeah, in- incredible and incredible to not see Mercedes up on the top again, just saying, well, let's talk about Ferrari and finish with them. So Charles Leclerc, just whinging his way through all of the race. I'm just waiting for Tommy to be triggered by this. And well, that seems the, to be a trait of these top drivers at times. Oh yeah, all they do is whinge. And the right person to win, Seb Vettel, who did get across the oh, line first. Now it, we, what, let's not let Tommy T what talk. We, what we've been asked Tommy, before coming up, into the studio with, by Tommy was uh, just let me speak, and then you get an opportunity to talk back. Nah. Now, Tommy, no, nope. I'm going to get cut off, aren't I? You are. You are. Uh, <laughs> so long as you know. Look, uh, we're going to we'll give you ten seconds to explain why you think Charles should have won. Ready? Go. He was leading and they stuffed him up and put him behind his teammate who was far worse and didn't deserve a win. He did that in six seconds. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't, f- you don't, didn't fill your allocated time. So you're actually, no, you're actually disqualified for that. Because oh. uh, <laughs> the stewards made this rule about that as well as, as Daniel Ricciardo's disqualifications. Yeah, yeah. You actually you hesitated for a second and, no. and then sped up. And that so was the issue. Let's discuss what happened, the, the facts of what happened. So Seb, Seb came in first. Um, he, Why did he come in first, Tommy? Because there was a gap. No, because they were trying. Vettel pitted so that um, they were so they could get back in front of Hulkenberg. Yep. So Hulkenberg entered the pit window, and they were concerned because he was on hards going longer. And so they went, "Okay, we're going to pull the trigger." And again, this is hilarious that they're looking at a Renault for strategy. But anyway, yeah, pulled the trigger. Yeah, for Seb. So the gap was closing. They had to go. Then they went for it. Correct. Seb then gets into clean air. Yep. And pushes. And new tyres. Yeah. And pushes. But Leclerc all- was not told to push. He was told to maintain the current strategy, which was to go slower and hold up the pack on his in-lap. Therefore, he comes out half a second behind Seb when he comes out of his pit stop. That is poor team orders from someone who was leading the race. If they had said to Leclerc, push, mate, this is your in-lap. If you hum now, you will get in front of Vettel okay. and it'll be fine. Okay, just say you're right. Ferrari are a <laughs> shambles of an organisation. <laughs> they don't know what's they can't figure these things out. I think they were trying. They were trying to cover off Hulk so they didn't come out behind him. Yep. They were also trying to put pressure on Lewis. I don't think that they thought that yep. Seb would get both of them. No, I didn't think I agree. they. But Seb came out. I don't think it was intentional, but I think. But this is Leclerc's problem. I think look, it's Leclerc's fault for managing the pace he. he they managed. told him to do that. They did that for the team. He didn't want to manage that pace. It doesn't doesn't benefit him. Him, well, him sitting at the front going slow does not benefit him any. Grow a spine, mate, and do what you want. He's got clean air. He has the true. opportunity to go faster. Mate, you're leading the race. I don't see, I don't see a Daniel Ricciardo or Max Verstappen caring what happens when their team's saying do this, do that, when they're leading the race. And it's like, they, no, they would maintain is, a pace for the first 15 laps. It would be competitive, though. Yeah, I think this was heavy team orders for what Leclerc was supposed to do. My, because my Ferrari dis- didn't have the tyres, no, they totally. didn't have the race strategy to compete with everyone else, hence why yep. they did it. I don't fault the strategy. I think my only disappointing thing, like he has a right to be disappointed. He's leading a race, doing the team thing, managing what the team is telling to do pace-wise. He won then the he last gets, two weeks. Give someone else a go. You want to give this old dinosaur a bloody race for free? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm leading a race doing the team thing and then my pleb of a bloody teammate gets to go in front of me for no reason and then I have to sit behind him in safety cars, I'd be pretty disappointed too. Should have driven faster. Grow a spawn, mate. Look, I agree agree with that. Do you know what's interesting? Bernardo blames Red Bull for Seb's victory, not Renault. 
Where's Wally? <laughs> He's been missing all year, and then the last three races so he finally shows so up. What Mercedes did, they they got Valtteri to do the same thing. So similar situation, the second driver pits first, and then they made him slow down, leave a gap for Lewis to come into. All is good, continue, go nuts. Yeah, but that's German efficiency, mate. Uh, well, can, <laughs> can the Italians bloody wake up and learn something? Well, we are dealing with Italians here. All they had to do was <laughs> tell Leclerc to push on his in-lap, and he would have bloody had it. That's all it was. Seb came out and he was a half a second quicker on his outlap, and then yeah, but that Seb's, was the difference. Seb's if they pits, had to let him push Seb's, on his inlap, he would have been fine. Seb's pit stop was eight tenths slower than what? I was going to say um, the pit stop was Leclerc's slower, was. For, but Leclerc's race pace was so slow because that's what they were telling him to do. So his inlap was useless. He could have gained that half. All right, there. let's I don't just really ag- care. let's just agree <laughs> that we're all happy that Seb's won a race. Yeah, let's yeah. agree. I'm okay with that. Oh, okay, I'm good. okay with that. Wow, I'm actually I think shocked. Leclerc is allowed to be annoyed. That's but all Ferrari, I'm saying. Ferrari, Ferrari turned a one three into a one True. two. Yep, and uh, he came out after the race. Like, yes, he cracked it and had a little bit of a a little tantrum Moment. over the radio. But towards the end of the race, he was sitting behind yellows and he was very kind of reserved, saying, "Okay, I understand. We'll talk about this later. Get on with it." Don't be stupid. And he said he wasn't going to be stupid. And then after racing interviews, he's like, "Yes, I'm disappointed, but great win for the team. Two, yeah. two, one, two. Like that's that is what you want to hear." I said, "Wouldn't have done that at Red Bull." No, no way. <laughs> so now you're telling me you want him to go crash into his teammate Seb, and lose all. Seb, no, no. Seb wouldn't have done that in what the I'm same position is, with Ferrari. No. He would have gone hard if it was in the reverse. No. Mate, you're, you're you're getting your F1 career off on the wrong foot. You got to come in with a spine and. Given everyone that proverbial finger, I'm doing what I want to win. So the recap, he's playing okay. the games. He's no good. So the recap of the Singapore Grand Prix, in, in a very short that, statement, is Ferrari. I did not expect to have any pace this weekend. Yep. That is actually the recap. They, yep. have, they have found <laughs> wow. some pace in that car. Yep. And it's going to make the last six or seven races quite interesting. So apparently, the theory is if they've started with a fast car with pretty average downforce, basically just bolt downforce onto it for the rest of the year and just increase it where you need it. That's the theory. It Look, it, it, to be honest, it's cool. this is a good opportunity to talk about the next race, which is in Sochi in Russia. I think Ferrari, I mean, look, if you look at the, the 2018 uh, standings, you've got Mercedes, 1-2, Ferrari, 3-4, Red Bull, 5-6, <laughs> Charles Leclerc and a Sauber in 7th. And then Haas, so they won't happen again in eighth. And Force Indias, and and it sort of goes down the pack that way. But this is a high-power circuit, Sochi. And so you would expect to see Ferrari and Mercedes be the ones that battle it out. If suddenly something has happened with Ferrari that have managed to sort themselves out to have a great car in a high-downforce environment, but also power enough to accelerate it away, you know, and I was speaking to dad, my dad just before doing this, and he was saying it was just, you see the Ferrari come out of the corner and just the raw power that it had to push through that air oh. to get out of the way compared to the Merc was phenomenal. Oh, the, <laughs> effic- absolutely the efficiency right. getting that torque to the ground yeah. on in those tyres is something else. So let's talk about Russia very quickly. Let's just do a – so I've laid out the, the last uh, last year's sort of winners and, and everything else. It's a 53-lap race, so that means Haas will st- suck because it's not 15 laps. <laughs> <laughs> so they could put them in the bin straight away. Who do you think's going to – Take it. If Ferrari win, how good would it be to see Seb win? Oh. And just come out and be like, yeah. come Look, on, I, son. I, t- I think Charles going to win. 
I would love to see Seb come and win it from the start. Like none of this kind of trickery and just raw, just win. That would be yep. awesome. And just be like, mate, I've still got it. It'd be, yeah. good, it'd be good Go for him now that he's in a better mental health headspace than he was. Because, yeah. you know, even Martin Brundle on Sky Sports did a, a whole piece on what's happened to Seb Vettel before yeah. qualifying, didn't he? And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just settle down, guys. It's not that bad. Yeah, But it's it's true. You know, he was saying like the, the thing about Charles and the thing about Fernando and all of these other guys is that they got – the Ferrari supporters behind them. Seb's not, and Schumacher as well, sorry, but Seb never really did that, did he? No. Because he was a bit of a divisive figure at Red Bull with Mark Webber and there was a lot of anguish there. And even, you know, I was saying that when Danny Rick came to Red Bull, Danny was showing faster pace than Seb and this is the sort of a same play now in Ferrari. But if he can remember that he's a four-time world champion <laughs> yeah. to continue to sort it out, then good for him. I think you're right, Tommy. If we can see him stand on his own merit, you know, if he takes, you know, qualifying and he, he takes the race, good on him. I think Charles is going to win because he's going to be hungrier after this weekend. Yeah, this is a Mercedes track, though. Like, I, I really I think, know, I think but Bottas wins this weekend. So we Bottas, all said Red Bull was going to win this, but... Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, <laughs> so you, you've got Bottas. Yeah. I've got Charles. Yeah, I'm going to go say well. Seb. Seb, that's yeah, it. Love, that's oh, an upset. No, but I'll on that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. you, Clarkson. Yeah, well, uh, fellas, thank you for, for recapping what was a difficult race to stay up for, but uh, even more difficult from a Daniel Ricciardo point of view. Hey, if you enjoyed the podcast, and I just want to shout out to you guys for your, your fans who keep listening to us and sticking with our ridiculousness and actually thinking this is a good thing to listen Utter to. Stupidity. Utter stupidity. <laughs> with some facts apparently thrown in there. A massive thank you. And thank you so much if you have rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. It makes a huge difference. We're managing to get uh, to places all over the world. Now, people are listening from all over the place. And each time we release something, everyone that you can tell, everyone that loves Formula One, or even if they know of someone who went to Singapore to watch it, please mention us, put us in their world, and we will be forever grateful. In fact, Campy might even shave off his beard just for you. You never know. Fellas, an absolute pleasure. We'll see you next time around in Russia. Before you go after Leclerc, he he fucking blew up, but after the race, he was actually pretty reserved and calm. Everything I heard afterwards. Still hurt him. (laughs) He's on top now. He's on top now. Yeah, he's been too successful to, to just take him <laughs> out. On, mate. You know so, what the Australian so culture is like. We hate all Mercedes and Leclerc now. Tall poppy syndrome, mate. As soon as you're successful, bam. Then why don't we no. have Max? They're all on the same points. Oh, I hate Max. Danny Rick, though. Don't hate Danny Rick. No Never. one can hate Danny yeah, Rick. When Danny Rick gets in that Did Ferrari. Did you both see the... Win. Um, I like that. Did yeah, you see? Win. It's not an if; it's a win. Yeah. Did you see Anthony do the drive driver comparison with the two with Davidson. Max with Max and um, yep. yeah, it was Danny fucking Rick. awesome. It was great. They're very funny. Danny At the end of it, Danny Rick goes, awkward. "Nice to meet you, man, Stephen." Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Danny Rick's like, "There's a lot we haven't done together." Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then Horner comes on after, and he's like. Yeah. These two idiots. There's a reason so I named my two idiots. donkeys after Max and Daniel. Max and Daniel the donkeys. Oh.